Welcome to Just to Know You, the podcast that interviews regular people at SAES and finds out they are far from regular. That's right. I'm your host, Darian Batten. And I'm Angela Kerskadden. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for joining us on the Just to Know You podcast. We have Miss Angela, so we're, this is our first one. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're, we're, we're teaming up today. We're we have such a like a big guest that we needed two of us. We have with us today, Miss Miriam. She's an Arabic teacher on Dahran's campus who loves to teach, who loves her coffee, and loves her local volunteer work. And if you don't like any of those, she also loves boxing. So keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being with us, Miss Mario. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. How um, did you get your start here on Dahran, uh, teaching in Dahran? Yeah, it's uh, a long story, you know, but I want to talk about it in the end. Uh, this is the third year here in um, SAES. Uh, first, I worked at DDCC. Uh, for two years, and then I moved to Dahran Hills School as an Arabic language teacher. And you said DD? CC, Dahran Daycare Center. Oh. Yeah, as a lead teacher with so two years you... old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you from this area? Are you from Dahran? Yeah, I was born in Damam, and I'm, I'm from Saudi Arabia, uh, Eastern province. And my mother from UAE, United Arab Emirates. And, and I have um, four sisters. They are all in Dubai and two brothers. Yeah. Oh, wow. We you are, have a lot of kids in your family. Yeah. And my nieces and uh, nephews are uh, 16, 15, and the 16 is coming soon. <laughs> so what do you like to do on your like spare time? What are some of your hobbies? Uh, you know, I love boxing. And I have been boxing for three years. But I haven't gotten into any amateur boxing match yet uh, because in the past years, we didn't have championships held in Saudi Arabia, uh, especially for women. Uh, clearly, in 2018, uh, we had only six gyms in Saudi that had uh, boxing in them. And today, we have 57 and the increase of participant groups by 300% by just hosting one event towards in Riyadh. So the Ministry of Sport uh, hosts these events uh, to showcase to others what the international standard is. And um, the good news is the Saudi Boxing Federation will hold eight upcoming championships in several regions of the kingdom. Uh, two of them of them here in Dammam and Khobar, and they are for all categories. So maybe you'll see me uh, <laughs> after two months, inshallah, <laughs> in Khobar really? or Dammam, yeah. So this is in my plan. I would like to take the opportunity and uh, share with you that the last week, our kickoff team won first place in the Kingdom Open Muay Thai Championship for all categories. And uh, our championships uh, earned about 13 gold medals. So congratulations uh, to oh, us. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, wow, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. So you said that mm -hmm. you train as a boxer, as an amateur. Yeah. Are, are you going professional? Uh, why not? Yeah, this is in my plan now. I work on it. But I don't see myself because, you know, um, I start now with a new coach. So I'm um, 
I still learn, you know, boxing. So, but I want to participate in championships. So I feel more confident. What motivated you to start? Uh, it's yeah, it's 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 it came from my friend, you know, uh, my friend. His name is Atik, and he's working in Aramco now. Congratulations to him. He joined us <laughs> <laughs> last month because I worked with him uh, as uh, an uh, as a volunteer, you know, uh, with the children. And one day he said, Miriam, uh, why you don't do boxing? I said, what? No boxing here in Saudi Arabia, especially for women, you know. He said, no, uh, we have in our gym, kick off gym, and uh, you can join us. And because I see that you uh, love MMA and you are interested, but you didn't try. I said, no, I didn't. Then I went with him to the gym. I watched a game, a match, I mean. And then, you know, I said, I want to try, but it was too hard, you know. So I started with the coach, yeah, and uh, she was uh, from Morocco. And then I uh, try another, now with fourth coach, <laughs> mashallah, four. <laughs> yeah, but the last one is coach Jawad, and uh, I'm uh, happy with him. Yeah, he's a professional, yeah. And he's famous, you know, so I'm, uh, I'm going to learn a lot of him, yeah, in boxing. What is it that you like about boxing? Uh, you know, it's keep my mind clear and my body always energized to make me feel confidence, more confidence and strong. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I can throw the, you know, negativity. Yeah. And, but I want to, I want to say important thing, boxing, not for fight. Yeah. Not only for fight. Yeah. What does a training day look like or a training routine? Yeah, three, three, three days in a week. Sunday, uh, Tuesday, and Thursday for an hour. In the beginning, it was for two hours, then one and a half hour, now one hour, because I'm professional now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe then 30 minutes. <laughs> then, you, then you don't need to train, Maryam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now uh, an hour, yeah. And so when you go there, mm -hmm. could you walk us through like a, a a workout of what you would do when you arrive at the gym? And okay, how do you start? Do you run? Do you Yeah, spar? we start run for 15 minutes and then uh, stretch. And then we start training with the coach and fight. And then the last is sparring sometimes, not, uh, not every day, you know. Yeah, sparring, yeah. If you are ready, the coach will ask you, Miriam, are you ready to, to fight today? with, uh, let's say, with Ahmed, with uh, Sarah, I say, yes, uh, I'm ready because uh, he had to ask you, you know, before. Yeah. yeah. Does it hurt when you're sparring? Does it hurt to get punched it's, in it's the face? Hurt, yeah, it's hurt sometimes. Yeah. I get, I got two in my face before, but uh, I'm glad that's not school at that <laughs> because my students, what will going to say or ask, you know, that's why you have to protect your face. You, you have to be, you know, to, to be careful and yeah. But my students know that I'm doing boxing, you know. Mm. Oh, that is so cool. I love that you do boxing. I think it's amazing. And I, I hope that yeah. the sport in Saudi just continues to to get more popular and um, yeah, I'm, more, I'm more proud women. and glad to of what happened here in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Should we move on to asking you about coffee? I, I'm so interested to see where this will go. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I love all types of coffee and uh, especially drip coffee V60. And I held a certificate in coffee roasting from the United oh. States uh, with um, 
Dr. Mohanad, he is a surgeon and owner of one of the best coffee roasters here in the kingdom. So I hold this certificate and I'm interested in coffee. And if you come into my classroom, you will see my coffee cor corner, not corner, corners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm passionate about coffee and I always looking about the new type of beans. And, and here in Saudi Arabia, we have that in Asir. And I talked about it in the Belonging Conference because we have we have three types, dark, light, uh, and medium rust, you know. For Saudi coffee, I prefer medium rust. For the v V60, dark rust. Yeah, because I love it strong, you know. What yeah. is V60? What v is, could you explain it's, that it's, to it's, us? It's a drip coffee. You use filter. I don't know what you call it in the United States, but we call it V60. And some people know it as drip coffee and mm. using a filter, you know. Yeah, right. and it takes about three... Um, four minutes to make, and you have so to roast, you have to roast the coffee beans before, yeah, because you have it fresh, you know. So you don't do like uh, cappuccinos or uh, you do straight. Yeah, yeah, but I drink cappuccino, but you know, I it's not uh, my cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many cups of coffee do you have a day? Three or four, or four without Saudi coffee. Because uh, we have Saudi coffee uh, every evening. This is in our culture, you know, right. <laughs> with yeah. family, yeah. We sit in the evening and we drink uh, Saudi coffee. This is every day. And in the morning, I start my uh, morning with the uh, coffee with milk, you know, not black coffee. Yeah. Ah. Or hot cocoa with espresso. Okay. Mm. And then uh, after three hours uh, with V60, uh, afternoon V60. Before I leave work, B60. <laughs> <laughs> so this is four times maybe. And yeah. then at home, I, at home, I only drink Saudi coffee. What makes Saudi coffee different than other it, coffees? It's the same. You know, if you talk about caffeine, it's the same. It's strong as American coffee. Right. Yeah. Does it taste different? But the, it's different. Yeah, it's with cardamom and ah. zafferan. Yeah, it's, it's two different, you know. And I talked about it in, the, in one of the, my workshops. It's about coffee culture in Saudi Arabia, the Belonging Conference, you know. I taught them, sorry, how they make Saudi coffee. It's too different. And it takes 15 to 20 minutes. And it's, it's, it's too strong and different taste. Maybe at the first time when you try it, you're not going to like it, you know. But maybe then... Okay, he said, no, the taste is different and it's strong. Yeah. So you have coffee right before you go to bed and yes. it doesn't keep you awake? <laughs> no, I'm fine, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Because, you know, I told you I drink coffee in the evening. So, yeah, yeah. and it's strong. So I go to the bed. But, you know, I go to the bed around 12, 1 a.m. Ah, Ariam. <laughs> what? So I sleep for three or four hours. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you not tired? No. You see me now? Yeah, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last night I went to the bed 2 a.m. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm fine, you know. I can't sleep more than four hours, you know. Yeah. You know, that And I went to the doctor, you know, because I think this is a problem. I, I said, doctor, why I, I can't sleep? Why? What's wrong? He said, you are fine. And we did the test, you know, because I always keep moving. So that's why I thought something, uh, psychology or something in my body. He said, no, you are fine. And he didn't ask me to stop coffee, you know. He Good. didn't. Yeah. Good. This is not the reason he said. Yeah. I find it really interesting because the Middle East culture is a late night culture. Like people yeah. like to stay up late. And so when we came here, 
And I heard, and I learned that Aramco's working hours are <laughs> 7 a.m. to 4. I thought, well, that's really early. And I was surprised for being a yeah. for being in a culture where people like to stay up late that they start work so early. Yeah, even you know, even our kids, they don't go to the bed early like your children. You know. No, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, if, if you hear that Saudi child went to the bed uh, at eight, it's it's weird, you know. <laughs> or is his mom Saudi or his dad? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even my nephews and niece from UAE, and they don't go to the bed early, you know. Yeah, that's so funny. Darian, do you drink coffee? I do. I've <laughs> drunk it more since I've uh, moved to the Middle East. I used to. I never drank coffee before coming here. Okay. Um, but only in the Middle East, like when you come in and you go mm -hmm. to a hotel and there's coffee. So what's um, what's your your favorite type of of coffee? Oh, um, I I'm not sure. I like a French pressed coffee. Oh, okay. Um, I do like a French oh. press. I think it takes away some of the bitterness. Mm -hmm. um, I do. I have learned um, and grown accustomed to salty coffee awesome. um, because of just having it uh, so much, and then you learn to to miss the cardamom if it's not in there mm. if you've had it a lot i'm not i'm not sure i like a little vanilla sometimes flavoring in the coffee i don't i'm all over the place because i'm not necessarily a connoisseur you seem like a purist um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you seem like a coffee yeah. purist i'm i'm all over the places i'm just learning really how to drink it in in all the different combinations that it can mm -hmm. make what about yourself angela yeah, we we bought an espresso machine a couple of years ago, and that was kind of the mm -hmm. end of it. Once we got, that. <laughs> you know how to use it. I I do. We have. Great. I have. And then I was always have one a day. And then the pandemic mm -hmm. meant like I was just at home, and I was like, oh, I'll have another one. So now I have two a day. I think that's super interesting that um, you are such a devoted coffee drinker that you are a what's your certification in with coffee? Uh, coffee roasting. Do you have plans uh, uh, with coffee? Until you know? now, I don't have any plan, you know. I don't have any plan. They, uh, my friends ask me, you know, Miriam, you'll, you'll have your own business or yeah. a cafe. I don't think about it now, you know. You work at SAES, which is um, predominantly uh, North American employees, and um, you are from Saudi Arabia. What are some of the like similarities and differences that you notice between or between Saudi people and then and the, the North the, American? The similar people? thing, the, the the sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, but the difference, it you know, the culture. It, it was to be honest, it was hard and difficult for me in the beginning when I joined. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about Dahran Hills School because. The DDCC, all or most teachers Saudis, you know that, yeah. Yeah. So here I, I am the only Saudi, you know. And uh, when I joined this Bahrain uh, Hills School, you know, uh, it was in summer, so no one in the school, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a different environment, you know. This is the first time, uh, first experience for me as a teacher here. Uh, to teach in uh, AES, you know, um, as an Arabic language teacher, different students too, because they are from uh, several countries, yeah? In the beginning, uh, I want to feel uh, respect. And I worked hard 
to let them uh, accept me as Maryam, you know, not as a Saudi or not, we are not talking about culture, re- religion or no, as Maryam, as a person, you know. So then uh, when they love me, they will accept me <laughs> and respect me. Yeah. And this is the way that I, how I deal with my students. Yeah. I, uh, if you build a good relationship with your students or people, they will gonna love you and feel comfortable with you, you know. Now I can say I feel that the teachers here are my family honestly honestly yeah i 100% you know and i have a great relationships with each of yeah of them so i'm so glad and grateful for this you know it's different when i start last year and now now this is the second year for me here in Lahran Hills school but it was very hard in the beginning because some teachers they don't say hi or good morning to me because I'm Saudi and I'm, I'm a woman because this is uh, you know in Arabic we said haram oh right, we right. don't say I said no it's okay and, when, and one day I invited one of a teacher to coffee you know and he said and he said, he surprised you know he said oh is it okay? I said, yeah, it's okay. We drink coffee <laughs> together and chat, you know? Yeah, it's okay. And he said, you know, that's why I I never said good morning to you because you are a woman and you are Saudi. I don't know if you if it's okay in your culture. If, you know, it's different. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's a traditional or I don't know. And then I explained that for him and, and he understood. I know they are living in Saudi Arabia, but maybe they don't have contact Saudi people maybe here especially here in the camp yeah maybe yeah that's why maybe what are some ways that expats could connect better with Saudi culture I think sometimes yeah we don't know how to you know we don't want to be disrespectful Mm -hmm. you know what just be yourself and understand them you know we have to understand each other that's it so if you understand us we'll understand you and everything will be fine and just be yourself yeah and clear yeah, because I, 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 I here in, in, in the school, I, I never change. You know, this is Miriam, you know, at school, at the gym, at home. This is Miriam, the same person, you know. Right. And yeah. how do you know of any ways that we could kind of connect? Because I can't go to the mall and uh, be like, hey, I'm trying to connect. Yeah. Anybody, anybody want to connect? Anybody, you know, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of difficult. So how could I connect to the culture? Do you know any specific ways? Uh, you can use social media. Oh. That's what I do now. If I wanna, and because I know people from America, Canada, Thailand, social media. I don't wanna say which uh, application because they will. <laughs> is it okay to say? <laughs> I think so. We're not. We're not that big yet. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Facebook. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Facebook. You know. But you know what? Saudi people they they don't use the Facebook. Mm. We are with Instagram and Twitter. Mm. Oh, yeah, really? but I use Facebook because you know, uh, you use Facebook. Yeah, must. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> no, no one, no Saudi with me in Facebook. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all my friends. <laughs> yeah. So this is, but for me, in my opinion, this is the way to to yeah, uh, uh, social media. You know, if you are living in the camp or in uh, or in area that you you can you don't have the chance to meet Saudi people or friends so you can use social media yeah like, so Miriam, mm-hmm. do you live on the camp no 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 out of the camp yeah and you yeah. live with your family yeah with my parents my dad and mom i'm only i'm the only one here all my sisters and brothers in uh dubai i'm the only here do you have a far drive or do you just live in in 
تمام انه ان دمام بس اتس يو نو 17 minutes far okay. maybe yeah yeah and do you drive yeah i am good for you yeah good <laughs> what how did you get to work before you dro- before women were driving uh driver we have driver ah uh, yeah at home yeah so do you but, like driving yeah but sometimes i i miss the the old day you know <laughs> yeah, to play with my phone, to check my, you know, emails, my, yeah, and sit in the back seat and, you know, share the video with songs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. But I don't have a driver now, so I have to drive. <laughs> yeah. um, do, do but, you, of- but, you know, you feel like a queen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> When you have a driver and you sit in the back, you know what I mean, yeah? <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, I don't feel this anymore now. <laughs> Do most of your girlfriends have their licenses? Yeah, most of them. Most, yeah. yeah. Most of them, yeah. Uh, when they allow us to drive, we, we were, you know, uh, excited about it. I was a little bit nervous, you know, because I haven't tried that. Even in Dubai, my sister, they, they asked me to try. I said, no, I can't. But then I tried it here, you know. What, is, what has made you stay in Saudi Arabia? You said all of your siblings <laughs> yeah. Because I, I uh, Yeah, because I love a simple life here. It's different than, you know, Dubai, I mean. Uh, I asked my sister when she moved to the new house, who's your neighbor? She said, I don't know them. And here, uh, here in Saudi, we know each other, you know. Even in Ramadan, right. we send each other food. But in Dubai, different, different life. This is the reason. So do you think you will stay in Saudi for the rest I, of the I think days? even, uh, I, I think, yeah. But, you know, my youngest sister, she moved to Dubai before three years because she got married from Dubai. Right. So I don't right. know if I get married from. <laughs> 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 This is not in my mind now, you know. How yeah. old are you, Miriam? Thirty-four. Uh, are you okay with us putting that? Yeah, thirty-four. Yeah, thirty-four. But I look <laughs> because I look youngest. Yeah, I look. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Uh, say that in the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't. Know. <laughs> 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 we 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 repeat. Uh, we repeat. <laughs>
you know uh my mom uh shopping she not <laughs> shopping cooking <laughs> yeah and my dad he spent uh, most of his time with his friends yeah but he doesn't have a business or something to do you know yet they they enjoy their their time you know relaxation and one of my favorite things is cooking but anytime you mention food oh, i'm, I'm yeah. there so when you talk about your <laughs> you talk about your mom yeah um, cooking she, what are a couple of staple meals that you consistently have? And what are your your uh, mom's maybe best meal? Uh, kapsa. You know kapsa, yeah? It's rice and chicken. Uh, I love kapsa. And I don't like cooking, you know. I know some of, but I don't, I don't like it. This is not, you know, my favorite things to do at home. I, I like to clean, you know. If you ask me to clean or wash, this is it's okay for me. But uh, cooking, no. My mother said cooking is easier than cleaning. But for me, no. Tell me about your traveling experiences. Like, where have you been? Where oh, have you traveled to? I uh, can say Australia, Ooh. Malaysia, Thailand, Egypt, Jordan, uh, Lebanon. Ah, okay. Uh, Filipino. Uh, what else? Uh, Oman, Qatar, Bahrain. Uh, of course, uh, United uh, UAE, uh, Moscow, oh, cool. German, you've been, you, German. Oh, you've but, uh, traveled extensively. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? Uh, I learn English from traveling. Really? Yeah, not from school or teacher. That's uh, that's amazing because I've also traveled places and I find it hard to learn a language because yeah. I'm not interacting. Like, how did you learn English? Because because you know, in in the past, we went to the UK. My my uncle was. Uh, living there for five years in the UK and uh, when we go in summer we, we stayed there for three months four months be because I was student and at our, our Saudi schools we have three months uh, <laughs> vacation <laughs> yeah. so yeah I stayed there with my uncle and I learned I, I learn English from uh, because you have to learn because you are living there they don't speak Arabic you know and I only uh, speak Arabic and then I learned Turkish I speak Turkish wow, now. Really? Yeah, because I love Turkish songs, you know, I love to sing. I I want to understand what they are saying in the song, you know, because when they are crying, why she's crying, why she's, yeah. And then I start I uh, with my friend, he's from Turkey, yeah, and he speaks Arabic too. And now uh, I'm learning with him now. Ah, I went to Turkey, yeah, too. I forgot to say, <laughs> I traveled, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on your bucket list of places you want to travel to? The United States. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I maybe California, and uh, because my friends are living there, I don't. I know this is not the best place there, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> maybe, but but my friends invite me and said it's amazing, so I <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, but my nephew went to to you know to Los Angeles and to Texas, and he said it's amazing place. We talked about boxing and the things that I love in, to do in, in life, yeah? And we talked about coffee too. And I'm also passionate about volunteerism. This is, uh, I, if, if you let me, or you give me, you give me a chance to share it with you. Yeah, uh, where do you volunteer? Yeah, you know, uh, um, cancer societies, uh, schools, hospitals. Yeah, and every Tuesday now, uh, but we stopped this because I have boxing. Maybe I, I return back after a month. Uh, every Tuesday we have an activity for children. 
okay? And Al Rashid Mall, we read a story and play a game with them. So we, 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 we make for them uh, a plan every week with activities and as a volunteer. I work as a volunteer, yeah. And we uh, receive about 100 uh, kids. Yeah. Wow. It's a big number from four years old to 12 years old. Yeah, this is, these are the ages. Yeah, and I have to work, for example, this week for only four years old. So we have the groups, you know, you work only with the group. Yeah, with four years old or nine or 12, like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. This is every week and it's, it's for free. Parents or family don't have to pay for these activities. Yeah. What do you think uh, is the reason you love to volunteer? Mm. What is it about you that loves volunteering? Uh, you know, because I help people. I feel because uh, I started volunteering, you know, with Cancer Society before seven years or eight years, you know. Yeah. And if we talk about volunteering, I would like to point out that most people are just concerned with how the volunteering experience looks on their resume. Uh, this is very wrong, you know. If you are volunteering to do something, then you should want to do that something. Um, don't approach volunteering with selfish desires. You should be um, doing because you liked it. So that's why you are volunteering. It's in the world. And well, if you ask yourself, what if I feel like I'm being forced to volunteer? I can advise anyone who listens uh, to us uh, now. If you ever find yourself feeling this way, you need to take a step back and reevaluate yourself. Uh, so ask yourself, what if you were in the position of the person who experiences the most impact to the problem? What if you were disabled person and someone didn't want to volunteer to come help you? How would you, uh, or sorry, sorry, how would it make you uh, feel to know someone doesn't want to help you? So we should be more understanding of uh, the need uh, for volunteering for social because by thinking about how it makes the another person feel. So this is why volunteering is important in my life. If, if someone wants to volunteer and be act, active in the volunteering circle, how can they get started? Yeah, uh, first now, now you have uh, to, con con to contact the uh, societies or companies. It's, it's not easy like before. So it's all online. So you have to contact, uh, look at the social media and you email them and then we're going to respond. This is the way now. Because now in, uh, in Saudi universities, they ask you to volunteer. You should do it before you graduate. Uh, you, you have to hold uh, or take eight hours in the trimester as a volunteer. Yeah, this is in our now uh, curriculum or something before graduation. Could you name some of the societies? Yeah, um, you, have, you have ITHRA. Uh, you have uh, cancer, Saudi Cancer Society, uh, Senate Society you have, with children. They worked with children. And uh, our team, uh, Kanyama. This is my team, Kanyama. Uh, and you know, uh, all the three first I mentioned now, uh, both English and Arabic, uh, except, except uh, Kanyama, it's in Arabic only for Arabic okay. speaker. Yeah. And the one before Kanyama, the, the Saudi Society? Yeah, Saudi Cancer Society. And then and, there was one after that. Uh, Ithra, Saudi Cancer Society, and Senate. And they ask for English and uh, Arab, Arabic speakers, yeah. Yeah. Senate. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we go to the hospitals, especially in Eid and Ramadan. We give them gifts. We read a story for them. You know, yeah. I think I think that would be awesome. I think there are are people, and it's easy for me because I'm a teacher. You know, I can deal with kids, and yeah. yeah. I think there are a lot of people on camp um, as well that would love to have the opportunity to volunteer because previously we talked about connecting. And yeah, I think nothing connects you more than working together. Uh, for something that you believe in, um, so. so so yeah, that's why make sure you volunteer for something you are really passionate about. And if it doesn't feel right uh, for you, think of uh, it as a new learning experience. It might make you feel better about yourself, and helping always does. So, what has motivated you to become a teacher? You know, the decision came when I was working as an administrative assistant at a private school. Yeah, speaking honestly, I wasn't particularly sure what I should do with my life when I was 22 years old. Uh, back then, I worked as, uh, as an administrative assistant uh, here at a private school in Bahrain. Then uh, my principal yeah, recommended that uh, career path because of my skills and abilities. So one day, uh, she came into my office and directly asked, Miriam, why don't you be a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> I can see how students love you and how you deal with kids. Uh, you are overqualified as well as you hold a degree that allows you to work as a teacher. Yeah, because I hold the certificate. I said, I can do it because I don't see myself as a teacher. And sure. she said, yeah, she said, give it a try to go into KG class or first grade and imagine that you are a teacher and these are your students and look how you will feel. And I said, without their teacher, she said, yeah, without their teacher, only you and students. I said, how? I stay in the classroom with the students. I can't do it. She said, you can do it. And she <laughs> encouraged me. Yeah. Truth be told, I enjoyed that experience and I believed in myself as a teacher. And I love that age. I mean, kindergarten. And after a month, I received an email from the Ministry of uh, Education that my name came up and they want me to be a teacher. They, test, they have to test me first and attend a class to see if I am uh, okay with that or not. Then they give me the okay or the approval, you know, to be, this is the way to be a teacher here in the private school, I mean, Saudi Arabia, different than SAES, you know. And they came uh, like five or six, <laughs> yeah, principal teachers, you know, I was nervous, you know, after three months of teaching, I, I forgot to share that. I taught for three months first, like a training, you know, three months. At the third month, they came to observe me in the third month, yeah. And then uh, after the class, you know what one of them said? She asked me, you teach for four years or five years? Yeah. <laughs> I said, it's only three months. She said, no, you look like you have an experience not less than uh, five years. And they said, okay, you are a teacher now. Really? So this is, I, I didn't think about it. Uh, never, you know, I'm, I, I, because I, I, always, I always say I, I don't believe in myself. I can't do it. It's hard to be a teacher. It's hard to deal with kids. Uh, yeah. Then I started this in 2013. Yeah. It was in 2013 as a teacher, as a homeroom teacher with first with kindergarten. Then I moved to first grade, then second grade, uh, then two years old at the daycare, <laughs> daycare center. Now I'm back with elementary so, so you were encouraged by other people to become become a teacher. Yeah, because yeah. maybe I need someone to push me or to 
uh, I because you know when they ask me, Maryam, you hold the certificate, yeah, you ha- you hold the degree. Why you yeah. study? Why why you did this in the university? And then he said, I don't want to be a teacher. I said, I don't know because I don't know what I. Sometimes, yeah, at that time, yeah, I don't know what I want in the future. Even the uh, administrative uh, assistant position, uh, I got it by a chance, you know, because my friend is was working in the school, and she said, Maryam, I'm leaving to the United States to to study uh, her master, you know, and she said uh, they asked me to bring someone to cover my uh, position or my place and I recommend that you can do it I said no she said you are staying home after graduation what are you doing only volunteering go and work I said okay let's try and I worked as admin- administrative assistant it wasn't in my mind to work <laughs> 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 yeah just volunteering you know but you know volunteer helped me a lot because it's good for my experience i can yeah speak in front of people i can deal with with kids with a different age oh great yeah but 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 you know um about joining sas my mother was the reason if we go back and talk about my mother my mother illness was the reason to join sas uh, on march 18th 2018 uh, my mother was uh, diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and uh, it was a shock to us as a family and we chose to start the first stage of treatment outside the kingdom so my mother traveled with my sister to thailand yeah uh, I, I was you know i want to go with them that time but my sisters asked me to stay here because uh, because my mother will need me uh, or need my support and help uh, in the next stage of therapy. Yeah, like chemo, radiation, you know. And uh, I stayed, I sat here and waited for six weeks during which my mother uh, uh, underwent two sur- uh, operations in Thailand and then returned to the kingdom to start the radiotherapy and chemo. And at that time, um, um, sorry, <laughs> because we talk about, um, you know, you, you, you can't um, turn the, that page, yeah? It's happened from 2018, but um, because um, I asked the principal for uh, a month's leave. I need a month to, 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 to be with my mom, to stay with her. And I could be with her, and, but, she, but the request was rejected. And I was told that we are uh, at the end of, of the trimester and your student need you. So you have to be here, Marianne. I said, now my mom needs me more than ever before and more than anyone else. So I submitted my resignation. I said, okay, goodbye. And then I left the school. But you know what? I was called to the principal's office and she told me that she is sorry for what happened with my mother and I have to be with her. So the leave request was approved. No, I said, it's too late. You were my family, but something broke. Or, or you know, it's not broken. You are just not using it right. Because, you know, you know, they are my family and they know what happened with my mother. They should, you know, uh, support me and say, yes, Miriam, you have to stay. Your... They, they know that I'm the only one here. No sisters, no brothers. After seven years at uh, this school, we are work as a family. You are, and this is another principal, not the first one who encouraged me to be a teacher. 
yeah this is another one the the first one she is i call her mom my mother because yeah she but, but this is another principle uh we saw we start the radiation first radiotherapy for a month then chemo for a month the third month we finished after two months and then i have to think about work what what should i do i had experience in teaching for seven years in this private school so I have to apply my uh, resume to any, I don't know, company or schools. I don't know. So then I, I, get, I got four offers from big company and schools. Then I, I chose SAES. <laughs> but I was, I was between ETHRA and SAES because I love ETHRA, you know. I was working with them and, uh, as a volunteer, you know. And they said you will going to work at the Knowledge Tower. And it was yeah. a great position for me. It's close to teaching, you know. So, yeah. And in, in, in programs, something like that. It was between this and a uh, teacher as uh, SAES. I was thinking, what, what, what should I choose? I don't know. SAES, it's a new environment. I don't know. But ITRA, it's like home. Maybe I go with ITRA. Then my friend, Fahad, he's working at Aramco. He said, no, Maryam, go with SAES. I said, because you are an Aramco. <laughs> he, said, he said, no, Maryam, for your future. For your future. If you go with SAES, you will you will you will you will find safe future. It's better than Etra Maryam. And and he he talked about you know HR and because he have experience in this you know thing. And he said you he, you are a teacher, uh, keep doing this and blah blah blah. And then I said okay, I'm gonna try. And um, the first interview, you know, I didn't go to the first interview. <laughs> <laughs> I, with with the SAES at a teacher at DDCC, you know why? <laughs> because I lost my phone. Oh no! Wait, really? wait, wait! And they call me. It's 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 off, off, off. Okay, I went to the uh, store. It's mobile store. Okay, it's close to our house. And I got another SIM card because I have to to receive call from them. You know, because I was in my way to the interview. Okay, uh, but I don't know what happened. Maybe when I uh, go to the market, I left. I lost my phone. I don't know what. And it was a new phone, you know. Yeah. Oh no! I have it for my birthday, you know, from my mother. So and it's expensive. That's why I was crying that day. And I received a call from from the employee from Aramco. His name is Khalid. No, he he was American first. I I, I don't remember what his name. And he said. Uh, Maryam Belushi, I said yes, Maryam. Uh, we tried to call you, but uh, your phone is. I said yes because I lost my phone. He said, okay, we are waiting for you. I said no, I'm not gonna come. I'm not coming. <laughs> he said I was like a child. I don't know what I did this. Why I did that? I don't know why. You know, I was crying. He said, okay, okay, Maryam. Uh, this is uh, important interview. This is your future. We are. Wa-. I said no, but the time. He said, okay, we are fine. We can wait for you for, until 30 minutes. Uh, really? Come, this is a, a chance, opportunity for you. I said, I can't. No, 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 I can't. <laughs> and I went home, you know what? <laughs> With my tears. <laughs> I was thinking about the phone. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when, I went, when I returned back home, my mother said, why you didn't go? I said, I can't. I can't because I, I'm crying now. How can I, I do this interview? I don't want to do it. I don't. She said, uh, my mother, you know, was angry. And was, she said, uh, this is your future. You are not a child. You are, uh, I don't know. I said, no, I don't want. And then I stay home. And my uh, friend, uh, Fahad, Fahad told me, Maryam, they will not going to call you back because you said, I don't want to come because of my phone. This is not a big deal. This is not a reason, uh, especially with Aramco, you know. 
yeah, you are you're gonna work as a teacher. Where is the responsibility? <laughs> if you don't oh, go yeah. to the interview, yeah, how they will not? I said, okay, خلاص, maybe I get another offer. We'll wait. Okay, and then after two weeks, I received a call. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because you know I apply my resume to more than one company, so I don't know who's that. Said Marian Bluchi. I said yes. Uh, you have an interview next week. Uh, we're gonna send you an email, but if you say okay first, I said what's the position? He said teacher at. Um, Uh, he didn't mention DDCC. He said SAES. I said, where in SAES? He said DDCC, Bahrain Daycare Center. I said, uh, this is, I received the same. He said, you are Miriam, the one who lost his, uh, her phone, yeah? <laughs> 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 oh my God, no. You know, <laughs> he remembered me. This is Saudi. <laughs> I said, yes. Okay, you have an opportunity. You can come next week. It's oh, like, a, you know, how they call me back. I said, I don't want to come because of my phone. So how they trust me to work as a teacher if I cry because... <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no for them, yeah. But he said, yeah, uh, we give you a chance and you can come next Wednesday, no, Thursday. And then I went there and I met uh, Victor Chavez and uh, Brad Goth. It was meant to be. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it was crazy, yeah. And no one believed that how they call you back. Why? I said maybe because of my mother's prayer, you know, because I give a lot I, I, for three months, you know, it, it was very, very hard for me to stay with no work, no job, you know, uh, support my mind. My, my, my heart broke because of what happened with my principal and my the teachers, you know, they didn't support me. So it's, it's a lot of things at the same time. That's why, you know, it was hard for me. Then I got this opportunity and I joined uh, SAES. But in, in my mind, I said, okay, if they're going to say no or they will not going to call me back, maybe I go to Ithra, you know, yeah. But I was waiting for SAES because I put it in my mind, yeah. I want to explore this world, you know. I want to, yeah, um, get this chance and teach in this school, yeah. Because well, I was, yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, I asked my friends about SAES and I, I, I was looking in the, you know, internet and Google about it, and you know, and uh, I'm curious about it. That's why I put it in my mind. I said, no, I, now I want SAES, not Ithra. So I was waiting for two weeks and then I get the call and the interview. Well, we're so glad that it worked out. We're glad that you said <laughs> yes. And it was, I think it was, yeah, it was meant to be that, that you needed to be here. It was like a lesson for me, you know. I'm not going to do this more. Yeah, if I, if I get opportunity, I'm going to say yes. I'm not going to think about phone or money or something like that. Yeah, it's not uh, a big thing to think about it. And I don't know how I said that for the HR that I can't come because I lost my phone. So that's why I said they were not going to call me back. She is a child. <laughs> She's not a teacher. She's crying <laughs> because she lost her phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. But maybe, maybe uh, they said, no, she had th something to do. She is a great teacher. Or maybe they looked to my um, CV or I don't know, maybe uh, experience. Or maybe because they heard <laughs> about how hard you could punch and they were nervous. <laughs> 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 maybe, but I'm glad that I'm here uh, at SAES. I, I really, I really uh, love my job. And my students. So I call them my kids. They are my friends, not my students. All right. It's been awesome. I believe in my heart that you offering your openness is 
is breaking down barriers and and helping us all see each other. And I just so appreciate your willingness to do this. Thank you. Thank you. It was amazing. And and I enjoyed the time, uh, the time with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Just to Know You. We would like to thank our amazing tech man, Mr. Kent Arimura, Sterling McDonald for the podcast music, and the SAES community. See you next time. If you know anyone who you think has a great story to tell, we would love to hear about it. Please send an email to either Angela, Darian, or Kent.